Hi, I'm your host, Brittany Spence, and this is In the Face of Illness. We are a podcast committed to cultivating a greater understanding of the many resources available for families facing childhood illness, because we believe this is a vital topic of conversation, not only for families in the throes of the fight, but for everyone. Ultimately, we are here to offer hope in the face of illness. Anna, a native Memphian, and Matt Simmons, born in Fort Worth, Texas, have been happily married for five years. They have a beautiful three-year-old girl named Eden, a brave little one-year-old boy named Luca, and a baby boy on the way. Luca was born with congenital CMV and has had a whirlwind first year of life consisting of therapies, sickness, hospitalizations, cochlear implant surgery, and G-tube surgery. Matt is a fundraising consultant for schools, and Anna is a stay-at-home mother with a passion for music, worship leading, and teaching vocal lessons prior to Luca getting sick. Currently, a lot of their time is being filled with caring for their two children and focusing on Luca's therapies and progression. Their family is heavily supported by family and friends and have been loved well through this new journey. They are at the beginning of a lifelong journey with a wonderful son who has special needs, but are looking forward to how Luca will be a light in this world. We are honored to have Anna and Matt on the podcast with us today um, to tell us their story. Um, And this is going to be new to me too. I don't know Anna and Matt, where many of the podcast people we've had on, I have known a little bit of their story or I walked with them through their journey, but Anna and Matt, I don't know. And so I'm honored that y'all are here. Um, we found out about y'all because of your best friend, mm-hmm. uh, personally direct messaging us saying, you got to have her on. She's got a story to tell. Um, and so we're excited to hear more about Luca and y'all's journey. Um, and so, and it's always such a privilege to have both mom and dad here, because if I've learned anything in 16 years, you have very different different stories actually to tell the mm-hmm. same story, but different because mm-hmm. of what you've walked. So, um, so let's talk a little bit about Luca mm-hmm. um, and start with just kind of the beginning of his journey. Yeah. So I had a pretty normal pregnancy. Um, Let me start first. Eating, yeah. everything went fine. Everything went fine with her. Labor and delivery was fine. I had a hematoma after, so I wasn't fine for yeah. like oh, six weeks. Wow, yeah. Couldn't walk. Um, but her, she was healthy. Okay. She was great. Okay. Um, okay. There was no issues okay. and still no issues. She's okay. she's typical. She's yeah. excelled in everything. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, a beautiful little girl. So then pregnant with Luca. Yeah. Pregnant with Luca. Um, I was really sick for a while, like um, just like nausea, and it never went away. And then when I started to feel like it was going away, I got really sick with a, a cold that now I know it was a CMV. There was like a strand of the virus in that cold. Mm-hmm. Um but as soon as I started feeling better in the pregnancy, I got really, really sick. I was in bed for four days. Um, wow. They tested me for everything. And they were like, COVID. we don't have COVID, flu, like nothing. And so we just were like, maybe I just can't handle cold right now. And what week were you? I was, I don't remember, but okay. I was second trimester. Okay. okay. Um, and then I just never really got... Um, better I was just kind of sick for the whole pregnancy it just okay. wasn't feeling good yeah and then um Luca was born early he was born just a two a two and a half weeks early okay okay um my water broke all of a sudden which didn't happen with Eden I went into normal labor with her about 41 weeks but with Luca it was like 37 weeks um 
And it was really odd. And I remember being like, this isn't right. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't feel like this is right. But my water broke and I didn't progress naturally with contractions. So I had to be, um, what is it called? Induced. Induced, yeah. Yeah, okay. (laughs) Yeah, um, induced. And um, it was a really tough labor. His heart rate was going down. Found out that his cord was wrapped around his neck twice. Mm. My heart rate was not great. My oxygen was not great. His wasn't great. So basically my OB was like, I'm going to like get this baby out now so yeah. he like stretched me in and pulled the baby wow. out <laughs> okay so um pulled him out and when he came out he didn't cry and he had a lot of um it's like on his skin it was just kind of red splotchy okay um and he just was kind of like looking at the world and it was like i just found it odd that he didn't cry yeah because um, the, the doctor had said, like, okay, you know, he, it's okay, he's gonna cry. You he's know, gonna just, cry. He just is shocked, you know. He's and early. He still wasn't. He mm-hmm. wasn't crying. He did eventually. Okay. Um, did you feel like even the doctor was anybody showing a sign of like, why do we have red splotches? Like that means something. That was not on the forefront of their mind. They okay. didn't show me any okay. worry. Okay. They just were like, hey, we're gonna take him to the NICU. His okay. sugar's low. Okay. Um. But then they found a lot of things in him. His liver and spleen were inflamed. And Mm then, um, yeah, he was just sick. Mm -hmm. And they started swabbing him. So in Tennessee, they swab for CMV Mm -hmm. at birth, which is not super common. I think it's common now for the whole country to do it. I'm not exactly sure. But recently, it's just been in the last five years, they've swabbed for this virus. um, Because it's the leading cause of deafness Mm -hmm. and some birth defects. Okay. So um, they swabbed him, and he was positive. Okay. Um, and they they saw that a lot of his um, symptoms were um, CMV symptoms. Like, okay. even, like, the not crying thing, yeah. I think that's part of it, too. And this is within, yeah. like, first few hours. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And are yeah. y'all aware of any of this? No, they mm-hmm. just um, said, like, hey, he's in the NICU. Would you like to come see him? Okay. Um, this was, like, the first day. Mm-hmm. And then the doctor came in, or the NICU doctor came in, and she said, um, we think he has CMV, which we've never heard of in yeah. our life. And then um, he might be, he might have hearing loss. And so that was the only thing we heard. So we're yeah. like, oh, our son might be deaf. Like, yeah. what just happened? Yeah. He was just mm-hmm. born. Yeah. Wow. So. And so... um so he's in the NICU. Can you tell in the NICU, like, is he needing support? Yes. He um, is. Not by oxygen, just by platelets. Um, his platelet count was low okay. because he his body was fighting the virus so hard. Wow. So okay. um, he needed transfusions. Okay. Okay. And, and so that's the main reason he was in the NICU. Yes. And his bilirubin is high. His liver, and it was inflamed. And they okay. just had to get him better before we took him home. Okay. And how, how many days was that? Nine days in the NICU. Nine days in mm-hmm. the NICU. Mm-hmm. And did they end up doing the hearing test there? Yes. And figured out? He failed. His failed. Um, he, is, he had full hearing in his right ear, and his left hear, ear was um, deaf okay. at the time. But um, they say that's kind of common. So he could have, even if he tested and failed, it doesn't always mean that he was deaf. Okay. It was just um, sometimes fluid gets locked in there. Yeah. So we didn't know he was deaf in his left ear for sure until later on. Okay. Yeah. So, so tell me about what you're both thinking at this point. I mean, your baby's taken away. 
you know, I, I feel like, you know, my my experience, I mean, having a baby in general, it, it ain't easy, it, you know. And yeah. so you have just gone through birthing this baby and everything that goes through it. Um, kind of tell me, you know, what y'all's feelings are. Is your gut saying there's something more or is your gut saying, I think it's OK? Tell me about that part. Yeah. Well, when they told us that he had CMV, one of the things they said is don't Google it. Oh, yeah. You know, and so we didn't Google it at first, but like our, our, friends, pa- our friends and parents were Googling it. And, yeah. um, and then, you know, the reality too, like we started asking questions of, well, what does that mean? Like what's going on with his body? And then we started kind of getting answers that kind of had, cause you know, naturally you think, you know, he may be deaf. So we're thinking, yeah. okay, so like, what's the long-term yeah. ramifications of some of these things? And, um, you know, just some of the answers we got back were vague of like, um, he may end up being perfectly normal or he may have... Yeah. A lot of issues. And yeah. so, you know, as parents, you have a baby's born, you're already thinking, okay, I, I just can't wait to see them yeah. when they're, yeah. you know, 5, 10, 15, 20. You can picture it in your mind. But with with him, like, it was just different because no doctor could tell us, yeah. like, what this means. You yeah. know, it's like, okay, you may be sick, but you're going to get better. And it's like, you know, we weren't necessarily given that. And so, yeah. okay. um, and then, you know, obviously seeing a little, little man in the NICU you know, just in knowing all the things it, that he's going through, that he's getting all these transfusions, you know, it's just definitely tough to see. Yeah. Um, and you and, all have a what at home? 18 month old? How old is Eden? She was two. Two. Um, okay. And a half. Yeah, two and a half. Yes, yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. So our his parents were, and my mom mm-hmm. and dad, they all pitched in to help with okay. her. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I think we were just, when the doctor told us, like, he might have hearing loss, that was so huge to us. And- now that's very small thing yeah. compared to mm-hmm. what he's mm-hmm. <laughs> gone through. Yeah, but at the time it was yeah. so huge, yeah. and we just cried together. Um, and the NICU nurse was really sweet, and she just held us. And um, I think we just were in shock for a yeah. long time, mm-hmm. and the grief because there was no answer of what he would be like. Yeah, and they just said we have to wait and see. Yeah, the grief has been a very long process because. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Every single couple of months, we find something new. Yeah. So that's been yeah. challenging. Yeah. And I felt like parents I've talked to you too that have either, you know, found out in the womb that something's wrong and there's so much unknown or, um, you know, like y'all, actually Kelsey and Jake, even, you know, being told like, he may have all these things you just don't know. Mm. It's so hard. But also babies, I feel like, are so resilient. And so I think it's terribly hard to hear from doctors like we don't know Mm -hmm. we don't know the outcome we don't know what's going to happen you know you just have to be able to flow with that or whatever you know we're adults honestly if something like that happened there's no coming back from it um but then there's also the hope of therapy and different things that can help them overcome that um but i know hearing the news with your child, that anything is different, you can't help but grieve that. Not that that you're going to love him any less or he's going to be any different to you at all, but sometimes that even of, is life going to be a little harder for him? Yeah. You know, not y'all. You'll do whatever. You'll love mm-hmm. him however. You'll make whatever. But just that you want life to to not be any harder for our kids because life is already hard. Right. Um, so you go home at nine days. Yeah. At this point... You know he's failed yeah. one year, but you're still like hopeful for the second year. <laughs> hopeful, okay. Yeah, but you maybe. do know, had he failed it again, 
Yes, eventually, okay. yeah. Okay. Um, I can't remember at what point okay. they officially, uh, maybe three months. Um, okay, but they still went home from the NICU thinking maybe it actually is not. Right. Maybe it was just fluid. Yeah. And then yeah. how did, how's he doing when he's at home with y'all? Not great. Um, okay. Mainly because we didn't know this until later, but he um, had a dairy allergy mm. and um, we were on formula and breast milk, but I didn't know. I wasn't supposed to mm. eat dairy. So he just was crying a lot. Yeah. I think he was still healing. Yeah. Um, and then for a time, we honestly thought he was blind and deaf. Mm. Um, and that was very, very hard on us. Um, we just, he wasn't connecting with mm-hmm. us. It was like his brain didn't click um, mm-hmm. until his body started healing. Wow. And then um, the medicine was like really helping him. We found out the whole dairy situation. Yeah. He started sleeping a little bit better. Um, then he started like finally seeing us and yeah. like connecting okay. with us, which was huge. But, yeah. But um, it was scary for a little bit. Yeah. yeah. And so how quickly did you realize you needed to get in? Like what kind of doctors do you even have to see for this um, specialist? Infectious disease. Uh, oh, my gosh. We had a whole list. Um, gastro, um, cardiologist. I mean, just about everyone. Neurologist, ENT, neurologist, everything. And Every, still do because all of that was affected? Yes. Um, we don't actually see most of them anymore okay. because he has healed. A okay. lot of his body is healed. Okay. The people will probably see... Um, gastro every once in a while, infectious disease every once in a while. Okay. Um, just to check in how he's doing. Okay. Um, and then, um, what would be the other? Oh, audiologist yeah, is probably the say. most frequent. Right. Okay. Um, but yeah, we really don't. And neurologist, um, every once in a while, just because he has, um, brain abnormalities. Okay. Yeah, but I think at the time for them, they were just wanting to check all the boxes. Okay. Yeah, because CMV hits every major organ. Mm-hmm. Okay. And okay. he was on pretty hardcore. I forget what the medicine was. but he's Valgencyclovir. Yeah, which was like incredibly helpful because it helped him shed the virus. Okay. Right. So like even, af- even after he was born, like the virus was still in his body for well, how- well, however long it took know. him to shed it. Um, and so... Yeah. Um, but really, once like once we kind of got the all clear from the infectious mm-hmm. disease, figuring out the dairy thing, then we I feel like kind of started seeing our Him son in some ways. A little bit, yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, and so start seeing you're seeing all these different doctors. Mm-hmm. They're kind of telling you different things. Does he start on therapy? What do y'all do yes. in regards to being at home or taking him someplace? Yeah. So um, the infectious disease doctor was the one that said the main thing is going to be therapies mm-hmm. for him. Um, so we started TEIS yeah. uh, at three months, okay. and we've been with them ever since. We have kind of just we started with developmental therapy, then it grew to okay, he needs physical therapy. Mm-hmm. Then it was um, speech therapy, um, feeding therapy, feeding therapy. Now, um, yeah, what else? Now is it's there? occupational Occup- therapy. Uh, yeah, occupational therapy. Wow, yeah. and so he's in all of them right yes. now. Okay, yeah. Well, I think we dropped what I think. Was it developmental that he's kind of... Yeah, but basically it's just because he's got all the other therapies Mm -hmm. in place. Okay. And are they coming to you or are you going to them? Yes, they come to us. um, Occupational therapy, physical therapy, and feeding therapy comes to us. We go for 
oral therapy, like for his hearing and speech, um, to M- uh, Memphis Oral School for the Deaf, okay. so MOSD. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so going to therapy, y'all are obviously involved mm-hmm. in that. Yeah. Um, is Eden involved too? Like how are y'all trying to kind of involve Eden in this? <laughs> yeah, she is involved, and sometimes it's hard with her. <laughs> We've had lots of like breakdowns with her trying to be at therapies, but she um, just wants to play with the therapist, which yeah. is quite fun and yeah. they sometimes bring toys and yeah she um has learned the word therapist and that's really sweet mm-hmm. yeah yeah her turn her terms that she's using it's very cute like oh his cookler and uh-uh. like um like oh therapy's coming today so <laughs> yeah yeah so you're um now managing i mean you're you're mm-hmm. like a case manager in a way yeah. you know on top of being mom having to manage all of his therapies insurance, all of the things that go with that. Um, And then when was the decision made about the cochlear implant? So the cochlear was, um, gosh, I feel like it was made like back in October. Okay. And Um, how old would he have been? Five months. I have no idea. I feel okay. like I'm messing well, I think up. Around, yeah, I feel like around five the, months old. Around maybe? the time when they six kinda, months old. When yeah. they confirmed that he He's, was going to be deaf in his left ear, I think it kind of became a part of the conversation. It was just a part of the conversation. There's other options for him since because he's really only deaf. Quickly, they want you to do it, isn't it? Like by one somewhere yes, on there yes. by 18 mm-hmm. months. Okay, because um, of growth brain. and other growth things. And yeah. Also, yeah. Okay. The brain connects those things only at a in a certain time period for him like if he got it after 18 months it would be kind of pointless uh it would be harder for him's brain to connect Mm -hmm. okay um so y'all really were under a little bit of pressure of like we gotta we gotta get it done yeah we gotta do it and they're saying we highly recommend for you to do this yeah it's so tricky because they don't really do it on kids who have single-sided deafness unless they've had meningitis Mm. um so he's not the most common situation. Okay. Because really, a lot of people just go throughout life with one ear and they're fine-ish, yeah. you know, kind of. Um, but we want the best fighting chance for him because yeah. he already has so many delays and deficiencies. Yeah. Like, he needs mm-hmm. whatever he can get. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, we decided, like, let's just go for it. And, and they it, were okay with it, obviously. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, because is he fully able to hear in the other ear? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, hundred percent. Yeah. And then zero percent. Right. And so now, does it even the playing field? Yes. With the cochlear, like I would it say, literally is. I would say it does. Okay. Um, and it, the biggest thing is, it'll help him with speech if he is verbal, um, and it'll just help him in school. Mm-hmm. Like he won't um, fall behind as much. I don't At least know. Due to what he can hear. Yeah. I mean, I think the. It's think, like. Yeah, if you're blind in one right. eye, yeah. like you can't fully get every grasp of everything. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so he got it at what age? He got it February twenty. Yeah, it's like the end of February, so he was yeah. probably like eleven. Was 11 that right? Months. Like eleven. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So got know. it, and that went well. It went well. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and is that at Lebonner? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. We were at Lebonner previously, so we kind of pushed it off a little bit because he got really sick at six months and was um, on a ventilator. Oh, wow. Okay. So what was that? Well, he got RSV coupled with just a cold and he couldn't bounce back. And kids with CMV, they have low muscle tone. Okay. Um, So he got really sick. So when he would get sick, like his body is like fighting to breathe. Yeah. And so it was like every time he got sick, we were worried. Yeah. And then this time in October, like it just got to the point where he couldn't handle it. So we got him to the hospital. He ended up going into respiratory failure 
on a ventilator. Mm. Had a, a seizure, we think, due to like a spiked fever. Mm. Um, and that yeah. kind of all sent him downhill. So Yeah. He almost died. So mm-hmm. and so we pushed off a lot of like yeah. cochlear implant surgery, all those things until later. And how long were y'all, and y'all are in the PICU mm-hmm. for that. And how mm-hmm. long were y'all there that go round? We were there. I don't know. I don't even remember. Yeah, okay. It was a while. Mm-hmm. okay. Right before yeah. um, Halloween. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. But then... I mean, I'll be real honest. I know this is to y'all. It felt like an eternity. Mm. That's really actually amazing for an RSV baby. Yeah. Right. yeah. With CMV yeah. and who almost Lobos. died. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like I've known ones to yeah. to 21 days yeah. to 30 days yeah. cannot bounce back from RSV. Yeah. So that to me, I mean, it really shows that he's a strong little yeah, dude. I mean, 10 days. Yeah. yeah. Like you're talking in the hospital, out of the hospital in 10 days or so. 10 days on a ventilator. No, no he was ventilator. three days on a ventilator yeah. and they Man. got him out. No. Yeah, he's a really tough dude. I was gonna say, y'all, mm. y'all should that if there's any of this story that you're like, right. yeah, I mm. had a daughter who had RSV twice, mm-hmm. had zero um, health complications her whole life, mm-hmm. except older brothers who sneezed in her face, <laughs> and um, we didn't bounce back yeah. that fast. I yeah. mean, RSV is nasty. It is. It's Especially really nasty for little babies. Yeah. Who struggle. Um, yeah. And so, it's it's. Um, and I don't think anybody knows how nasty it is until you see your baby yeah. having it, and you're like, "Oh my word!" Yeah. I mean, we didn't have she's our fourth and our last, but I'm telling you, after that, I mean, I would have like stuck whatever baby in my shirt and never let anybody touch it ever. I know. I'm like, it's awful it seeing them that yeah. retraction you're talking about in the stomach and them right. not being able to catch a breath. And, yeah. Um, yeah. He. So I know he that was traumatic, back. and yes. I know it was awful. I'm not going to yeah. anyway because, no, yeah. but he has bounced back. I think. What we've seen is like he was supposed to die a lot of times yeah. in this first year of life, and God just wants him to be here. Yeah, like there was just so many things that were like, man, he is. Yeah. I mean, the doctors were very worried. Yeah, that he was. Not oh, absolutely. Make it. So, yeah. And where yeah. where is he have low muscle tone everywhere or in certain places mm-hmm. or? everywhere pretty much yeah. okay he can so he's fourteen months old and he can sit up okay. which is awesome yeah because the first year of life he was just basically on his back or his tummy yeah okay <laughs> so. okay so now I can sit up yes and so yeah. that's really what physical therapy's been working on yeah sitting okay. up and now it's trying to get on all fours so yes okay <laughs> that is amazing yeah. yeah um and I think too y'all are celebrating little things that maybe not everybody else says you know yeah. to where you know you went through Eden Eden mm-hmm. obviously hit all her milestones mm-hmm. at a at a normal pace mm-hmm. i mean and so you're watching Luca and 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 it's maybe taking a little bit longer mm-hmm. but then that milestone with Eden that you celebrated yeah. you celebrated her sitting up mm-hmm. but it wasn't this like <gasps> Yeah, <laughs> you know, you're having more of that with Luca. Right. And so there's real beauty in that, mm-hmm. you know. And then honestly, I love that you're pregnant again because <laughs> there's real beauty in this baby and Luca mm-hmm. maybe doing some of the same things. Yeah. Yes. And so Luca yes. seeing this baby right. and his own little mind being like, ain't that baby going to catch up to me? Yes. Like, I'm yes. walking before that baby. be the older brother. Yeah, <laughs> I'm walking. And I've seen that with some of our families awesome. that had um, had children with pretty extreme special needs and had another one family in particular had kind of a surprise baby 18 months apart Mm. and um they'll say it's one of the best things they ever did because he was so beneficial i mean Mm. that that the older one so there's two 
teenage now they're like in their mm-hmm. 20s but there were teenage brothers mm-hmm. and then the one with special needs and then 18 months later the boy mm-hmm. she's been on our podcast so there's nothing i'm saying that she hadn't and then real surprised they had a baby girl they didn't mean to at all but mm-hmm. these two they're 18 months literally everything and i'm mm-hmm. just gonna say his name his name's Vinny. everything Vinny would do was literally because he's watching his brother being like no mm-hmm. i'm pulling up yeah you know <laughs> yeah i'm getting to that toy yeah. i'm walking and so it's really been huge yeah. and to see them of yes the challenges i mean it's challenging to have three kids you know, five yeah. and under. It just yeah. is. <laughs> yes. Um, but there's real beauty in Lucas seeing yeah, no what Eden's doing, but even seeing this new baby and saying, nah, nah, you ain't going to be me. Catch up with yeah, this guy. I'm yeah. going gonna, gonna, gonna to stay one step ahead. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're excited about that. <laughs> and there's just, like you said, I mean, there's some joy in even the little things that I feel like those without a special needs child or have not walked a journey. I mean, my situation, we didn't see forced, you know, hit any milestones. And so mm-hmm. when we, our second son came along, the first time he rolled over, I celebrated and then I fell to the ground and couldn't stop crying. Mm-hmm. And then I did not expect that reaction, mm-hmm. but it was this great loss mm-hmm. of I never saw Forrest do any of that. Mm-hmm. And so now when I'm meeting with families or talking with families who are who are having a child after loss, I always say when that child passes whatever age that first child got to and starts either hitting milestones or hitting ages that that one didn't, it's excruciating. It's beautiful. Mm -hmm. It's what you want. I mean, I wanted Austin to roll over, sit Mm -hmm. up, walk, go to kindergarten, you know, but each milestone for me has been so bittersweet Mm -hmm. because it's, yes, you know, like I'm, you know, Forrest would have turned 15 this past year. And I just kept thinking about, I should be at the driver, the DMV. Like, mm-hmm. I, I want to be at the DMV with him. I, mm-hmm. I should be teaching him to drive. Um, and my husband would say, you know, I think y'all actually asked earlier about faith-based, and we kind of got off track. But our faith is very, very important to us. And so my, my husband would say, there's no what if or should if. Mm-hmm. This is how it's supposed to be. This was God's plan right. for Forrest and for our lives. So there's there's not this, well, he should be at the DMV right. or yeah. he should be here. Mm-hmm. But as a mother, you can't grieve that. You can't not sure. grieve that right. loss yeah. of what you expected in life. Right. Yeah. Um, but it allows you to appreciate more mm-hmm. What you are experiencing. Yeah. And yeah. so with Luca, these little things are big. Mm-hmm. They're mm-hmm. big that he's yeah. sitting up at 14 months. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, if you get that chance, yeah. you know, yeah. him looking at you and smiling mm-hmm. and giggling and hearing Eden and hearing y'all, mm-hmm. those are yeah. big. They're yeah. huge. Yeah. Um, so tell me kind of your, like, what are, what are next steps for him? What yeah. is y'all's hopes, desires? What are y'all's, obviously you have a baby on the way, but... What are your hopes and desires for Luca? Yeah. What's yeah. your kind of, if you can say, I know you can't really plan for yeah. kids, but yeah. what is your hope for that? Yeah. Man, right now, um, we've been so focused on him and his feeding therapy. Mm-hmm. So one thing that kind of. Yeah, what, tell me about that. Because yeah. he got a G2. When yes. was that? Yeah. Yes. Um, two months ago. So new. Maybe less. Oh, yeah, it's a newer. Month ago. Yeah, definitely newer. Because yeah. he just, yeah. he wasn't. He wasn't getting the nutrition he needed. Yeah, so he was nursing full-time, basically. Um, He kind of stopped taking a bottle and kind of refused a bottle. And then never after the ventilator, I think he just had a lot of trauma from that. Yeah. 
CMV they call kids, it oral aversion. Do yes, you? oral yeah. aversions. Okay. Like even with his brain abnormalities, usually they have feeding issues. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it just tripled because yeah. of that, unfortunately. But that has been a very new thing to us this semester. I guess starting in January, I just was like, I think he might have to G tube one day if he can't progress in this. Like, um, and it just because he was nursing. Mm-hmm. Yes, he nursed. Fine. Okay, mm-hmm. so he could suck, swallow. Yes. Oh, yeah. No and, issues. Yeah. And he was growing or he wasn't growing? He was growing up until I got pregnant. My <gasps> supply dipped at 12, when he was 12 months old. That's when I got pregnant. Okay, and he wasn't willing to do any other food? No. Mm-hmm. Okay. Nothing. So we're typically, you start introducing foods and different six things, and old. he's yeah. like, mm-hmm. no, thank you. He had, nope. in the last six months, or before he was 12 months, I'd been trying, yeah, um, doing a couple of feeding therapies here and there. Um, and, and then, would just, mm, like, not even let you in? Oh, yeah, uh, like, he just shoves it. He yeah, just gets scared So of it's it really the aversion. Towards, yeah. not, not that he can't swallow it. Right. Yeah. So it's, it's just that he do doesn't with, want it coming towards his face. <laughs> yeah. So it is totally a just, yeah. A big aversion. It, okay. It's literally something about when you are moving towards his face. Yeah. He has a reaction. Movement, he reacts to it. Yeah. Wow. And, like, he'll watch us eat, and you can see him he salivating. Gets, like, like salivating. Yeah, he wants to eat i think he but just, then as soon as that movement comes right here he's like no 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 moving away yeah. it's really interesting. Cries, and, and what about i know you've tried this but what about even if it's on his terms yeah. can he pick up and he, bring he we are working on him picking up things okay. and putting it in his mouth he won't yeah um, he okay. shoves his hand away mm-hmm. from his mouth but when he he'll play in food every day and yeah. he will suck on his fingers and it'll okay. have something on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So okay. that's our version of a win. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So, um it is so slow. So mm-hmm. slow. And I don't know if he'll ever eat really, yeah. but um we hope he will. We hope. We hope. And there's promising like he yeah. has taken a few bites here yeah. and there. It's mm-hmm. just really on his term. He uh-huh. I can't make him do anything. Yeah. And that's one thing. We well, and the learned. beauty of a feeding tube uh-huh. is the pressure's off you. Yes. Like, you no longer, I can't even tell you how many parents have fought feeding tubes with me yeah. when I have seen them in the hospital and they're yeah. like, da, 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 da. No. or even yeah. I've had families fight trachs and I'm like, listen to me. If the doctor is recommending it, the beauty of it is you no longer have the pressure that it's a live or die. Right. You have, if we can get this then let's do it. And it becomes a, let's make it fun. Let's make feeding fun mm-hmm. again. Let's make feeding, but it's not a, get this down. If right. you don't eat this, you're never going to grow. Right. Let him get all the nutrients that he needs yep. and then work with the feeding therapy team to figure out reintroducing, yep. making it fun, making mm-hmm. it. And I think like you said, when he's able to, you know, the occupational therapy, those little fine movements, when mm-hmm. he's able to really get those and pick up Mm-hmm. Things and choose that and he wants yeah. to do it. Yeah. <laughs> you'll start to see. I mean, I've seen lots of success stories of families that their babies were ventilated for like eight months, mm. kind of thing. Um, who they thought will never, they'll, they're never going to eat. I mean, they literally had a tube down their throat for eight months and they got there. It just took a long time. Yeah. It took a lot of patience. Right. It took a lot of therapy. It took a lot of of being two steps forward, one step back, mm-hmm. one step forward, two steps back. Right. But being patient and saying, if he gets it, if he gets it, and if he doesn't, it's okay because you've right. got this awesome machine right. that's feeding it to him. Yeah. Until he does. Yeah. 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 Until he does. he does. Um, and um, it's definitely been a life-changing decision for our family because mm-hmm. he didn't sleep for a while. He was yeah. losing weight. And it... 
has just been, it's been great. I mean, it's not ideal and it's something I grieve for sure, but it's been awesome. We've just been able to live life again. Yeah. Like Matt says, like no surgeries on the horizon. We're just trying to focus on his progression and him going stronger Mm -hmm. and and you know just getting that and is he getting it like through the night is he getting it during meals just once at night mm-hmm. okay and, then and only, he gets only it if he wakes up yeah and it's so. um yeah at meals at, at meals mm-hmm. so when y'all sit down at meals mm-hmm. you set him up with his feeding yeah it's just every three hours is what he does and so we'll either put food in front of him or we'll be on a walk or if we're out on the go so yeah. we just we try to do at least two times a day two to three times a day in the high chair with food but yeah. Mm-hmm. We have to also live our lives. Yeah. We have a little three-year-old, so yeah. <laughs> he okay. sometimes eats on the go. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay. And then at night, it's just if he wakes up. Yeah. Okay. So he's not on anything continuous. No. Or, yeah. He didn't do well with it yeah. without. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then with the cochlear, can mm-hmm. you tell a big difference? I feel like I can. Um He's starting to babble, which yeah. has been huge. Like okay. saying, my mama. So uh-huh. that's been great. Uh-huh. <laughs> um. I feel like that has been because of his, his cochlear. So yeah, um, I think it's awesome. They say that his doctor, his ENT, said it's not. You're not going to see this huge dramatic change until he's in school. Yeah, like that's okay. when you'll see like how much it's really helping him. Yeah, but okay. um, it's been it's been great. Like, yeah, and it's all he knows. I mean, that's yeah. the part that's right. you you say yeah. too of, um, you know, it's all he knows. I mean, yeah. all he knows is it's not like he's going to remember life mm-hmm. before it, but mm-hmm. Meaning he's he's gonna do as well as he can because it's really one y'all got it in so early, right? Um, and then two, just working with him with that. Yeah. Um, what? Tell me just a little bit about things that you would uh, want other families to know. Like, what are some things, you know, encouragement or advice or something you wish you had known, mm-hmm. or, or just anything like advice or give, yeah, or resources or a way to yeah. encourage families who are just. Maybe just got a bad diagnosis or a hard yeah. diagnosis or a, a um, diagnosis that's so don't know. Yeah. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Um, what yeah. would you say to them? You're 14 mm-hmm. months in. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. what would you say to them on this journey yeah. of saying, you know, you too have gotten something that is hard to hear or mm-hmm. not what you expected or not mm-hmm. when you were pregnant what you envisioned? I mean, I know, you know, my husband. When Forrest got so sick, we had we had very different experiences in how we handled him sick and then how we grieved. Mm-hmm. Very different. Um, and, and not one was right or wrong. It was just right. how we did. Um, David is a fixer by nature. My husband is. He's a fixer by nature. Um, he wants to fix things. He's also a surgeon, and so he really likes to fix things. Mm-hmm. I'm more the nurturer. I, and so even when Forrest was in the hospital, I was okay to sit there all day long and just play music and read and quietly sit there, pump or whatever, where David paced and walked and, <laughs> you know, he wanted to, what can we do? Fix, fix, mm-hmm. fix, you know, and then afterwards. And so um, sometimes I feel like how we handle things are different mm-hmm. too, mm-hmm. how we grieve, how we um, approach things. Um, but I often tell people who are experiencing loss, you know, my advice is always um, you think the waves are never going to stop ever start crashing, Mm -hmm. but they will, they're just going to crash differently. It's not going to be every moment where you can't catch your breath. Mm -hmm. Right. 
it's almost harder because they're going to come when you're not ready. Yeah. Um, and they're going to come at times that you're not ready, but you will breathe again. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, what would you maybe tell families who are struggling? Yeah. Um, I think just a, you can go a few. No, you go, Matt. Okay. Go <laughs> no, I would just say a few things that come to mind. Like one, um, like cry, mm-hmm. you know, like, um, yeah, just let it out. You know, mm-hmm. like I think the more that you hold those things in, the more that it just eats you up. Um, and the reality too, like to, to go through that, like I'm not going through this alone. She's not going through this alone. And so if we're not even communicating about what we're feeling, like, you know, that's going to be so isolating. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I mean, for us, family, friends have been such a huge help, but like this has been huge. Mm-hmm. Us finding our marriage. Little, our marriage, like finding little moments, whether it's like to get away, step aside, once kids go down, just to like talk, um, <laughs> to watch a movie, you know, just whatever it is yeah. that we need, like together yeah you know fight for that together um so i say that's one yeah so cry uh communicate (laughs) and then you know i think one of the big mental shifts that like i know i personally had to go go through was like like going from why us and asking that question to to rephrasing it and saying if not us then who Mm -hmm. you know like if there's if if this was going to happen to any family of course it's going to be us. Let's go like, let, cause we're going to be the ones who are going to fight for Luca. Mm-hmm. We're going to be the ones who are going to fight for one another. We're going to be the ones who, mm-hmm. you know, are going to, are going to carry the torch and like, we're going to, you know, learn what we can learn and go through what we can go through. And then like, this is a calling. Mm-hmm. And so now we can use in the same way that like what you guys are doing, like, mm-hmm. so now we're going to use, you know, this, you know, this gift of who Luca is. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're going to get to, I'm sure, meet other families in the future that now mm-hmm. we get to tell our story to. Yeah. Um, and invite them, and into, invite our them into our home. And, mm-hmm. and let them cry yeah. with us. Like yeah. just being there for them. That's what our mm-hmm. hope is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's what I would say. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I just... I'm proud of y'all for coming on and telling your story and sharing with us. I know it's never easy. Um, I feel like a lot of times our families leave and are like, man, that was like therapy. I hadn't gone all the way through talking it out, you know, and thinking through, you know, because when you're in it day Mm -hmm. in and day out, it's kind of hard to look back and say, man. We've really come a long way. <laughs> Luke has really come a long way, you right. know, and and to stop and take a moment and just to say every win is such a big win mm-hmm. for him and for y'all and yeah. um, and for Eden, you mm-hmm. know, of just you're in it together, including her a part of it, letting her be a part of it, and even trusting that the Lord has big plans for Luca. Yeah. The Lord has big plans for Eden, yeah. and the Lord has big plans for y'all. Mm-hmm. But even trusting that, you know, we have no idea what Eden's future is going to be. You right. know, is it is she going to choose some kind of field mm. that has to do with special needs right. or mm-hmm. medical or whatever else? Because mm-hmm. she's heard the word therapy before she could talk. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, what what is God going to use with that mm-hmm. instead of going, oh, man, Eden didn't have right. the typical mm-hmm. two-and-a-half, three-year-old life I thought she was going to have because right. we were either in the hospital or in therapy mm-hmm. or drowning with, with right. the special needs child, instead looking at it and saying, all right, God, I know you're going to show up. What are you going to yeah, do here? Absolutely. You know, and what what do you have plans Um for Eden and yeah. showing her too, you know, even if it's now, I mean, none, none of my, I, Forrest was our first. And so none of our three children ever met Forrest. Mm-hmm. They obviously, you know, he, he's a part of every day of our lives. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, my kids will say things like, um, 
We've had a really hard semester of some hard things. And my kids have said things like, you know, we knew that if if you and dad went through something like Forrest, that that we could walk through this too. And Mm -hmm. even just this example you're showing of you can do hard things. You know, we can do hard things. Mm -hmm. We are together. We Mm -hmm. are a family. Um, Continue to fight for your marriage Mm -hmm. because there's nothing more that um, Satan would love to divide and pull you apart. And so continue to fight for that. Um, That's something that, you know, healthy Mm -hmm. or not healthy kids, it's it's a a challenge all the way through. Um, And so fight for that. And Mm -hmm. um, we're just encouraged to have you all on. It was a joy to hear y'all's story and Mm -hmm. a joy to hear about Luca. And um, we're excited to hear about baby boy (laughs) Um, and hope that y'all will continue to be a part of our family. And um, when we start our our support groups and things at the new house, we'd love for y'all to be a part of it. I think y'all would be awesome. Yeah, however we can help. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Thank Mm -hmm. y'all for being on. Thank you for listening to our latest episode. We hope that this podcast is a resource for you and a source of support. Whether you are facing illness in your own family or want to walk beside other families dealing with childhood illness, we want the stories, wisdom, and knowledge shared to give you hope. Episodes will be released bi-weekly, so be sure to subscribe today.